You are now listening to The Sound of Sanity. This sound will continue for the duration of the program. Welcome to another episode of Sound of Sanity. This is Nathan Alberson, your humble and obedient host, joined by our good friends. We've got the pastor who's a master of all that his hand overtakes over there, the all that his hand overtakes, all that his hand undertakes, Pastor Jacob Menzel. How are you doing, Jake? Doing well. I, I undertake whatever is necessary to overtake. Yep, the world. The world, As long yeah. as you don't overtake whatever is necessary to undertake. Benjamin Sulzer, you're here too. I don't know what that meant, but I am here. I don't know what it meant either. How you doing, Ben? Good, Nathan. Glad. How are you? Do uh, you hear it? Yeah, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing spectac. Wow. Tip-top terrific. Guys, let's get right to it. We're talking about a USA Today article today. The article is entitled, What, Benjamin? It is entitled, Netflix Can't Be Trusted. Its choice of content proves it has turned its back on families. Oh, no. Netflix's choice of content proves it's turned its back on families. These oh, are, no. This, I always felt like Netflix was always in my corner. And you're, you're a family man, Jake. True yeah, or false? True. And so, of course, you trust Netflix to tell you what to do to, Absolutely. to watch. Absolutely. I trust everything on Netflix. You just hand your kid the remote. You let them watch some Netflix. Why not? Well, apparently, according to this article, they've turned their back on you, my friend. Oh, now, Netflix, of course, Netflix is a pretty big deal, as people may or may not know. So before you go on there, Ben, let's just do one of our favorite segments, which I like to call Netflix is a big deal. I love this segment. <laughs> one of our, sounds like a, a great original segment. One of our great favorite segments to do here. When we say Netflix, they they actually still send out the little DVDs in the white packages, but streaming is basically what we're talking about here. Do you know when Netflix launched streaming? How long has, has streaming been around? Been around for about 11 years, Nathan. 2007. 11 years. Isn't it funny how something that just completely defines our lives wasn't around within a relatively short period. I always think that's interesting with technology. Now, Jake, give us get tell us tell us about this Netflix. By 2015, users had consumed more than 42 billion hours of content on Netflix. That's 100 million hours a day. 100 million hours a day. And that was 2015, so this is like 3 or 4 years ago, and mm-hmm. people have just been increasingly cutting cords and subscribing to streaming services is like like Netflix. Netflix is the biggest of them all. I would, unless I just was strong-armed into it through some kind of package deal with my internet provider, I would never dream or think or want cable. I just... Because you have is, on-demand is, streaming, yeah, streaming, streaming I, services This is how now, I consume content. And they're so good. Yeah, there's no reason. Yeah. Netflix, Hulu, Prime, whatever it is, there are lots of them. YouTube Red. Cheap. The fact is, Netflix is the biggest of them all. As of May of this year, uh, they were worth $151 billion and uh, for at least a day... For a single th- uh, Thursday, somewhere in May, I think, yes. That made them worth more than Disney and Comcast. Which, for those of you paying attention, makes them a pretty big deal as our segment is named. Hmm. Uh, As of 2017, 54% of U.S. adults were subscribed. That's over half. That's a lot. And 89% of millennials are subscribed as of that same year. Everyone's favorite dynamic. Well, guys, I think that concludes Netflix is a big deal. A segment Ah. which we could have just called 
stats or something <laughs> like that, but which we didn't. Nope. I'm just sad it ended so quickly. These, these just getting into it. Well, we get, we got to get into this article, though. Ben, tell us oh, about right. this article. Well, Nathan, this article says that Netflix needs to reform its ways, and it hasn't been reforming its ways, because it's been putting lots of content on that's bad for children, bad for families, and you can't trust it, so you should get rid of it. You know what I've noticed about HBO? What's that? Is that they can't be trusted to put up content that's bad for families. But that's home box Because sometimes up. they put up content that's good for families. Uh, Isn't that weird? <laughs> that is weird. It's funny how that works. <laughs> All of Sesame Street and the How to Train Your Dragons movies and the Lego movies. Mm-hmm. HBO has those movies. But then they also have like their... Awful... Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's amazing. Whatever. It's yeah. weird. It's like they're capable of doing... Well, okay. But Netflix, as we know, only ever... Well... Or so I thought until the USA Today came up, well, came through I, with the breaking news. I just like having clean boxes, so I'd like to think everything with HBO is bad mm-hmm. and everything with Netflix is good. That would be helpful because then you could just sign up for the Netflix and not sign up for HBO, and you and would have done I your duty. I've done my duty of being discerning because I've discerned between HBO and Netflix. Yeah, but you, but you but you can't because Netflix has this show called Thirteen Reasons Why, which mm-hmm. is based on a young adult novel about a girl who suicide. Oh, yeah. And so you, you can't. You can't have Netflix. Your, I just can't your teenage girls are going to watch Netflix. Yeah, right. And oh, right, yeah. Yeah, did you know that after this show debuted, Google searches on how to commit suicide spiked by 26%. Nevertheless, Netflix renewed for a second and even a third season, unquote. So that just goes to show. Very. That's the end. Irresponsible. The, the right. article also men- mentions fat shaming. Happens on Netflix. Mm. Dimensions um, of pornographic Argentinian film. I'm going to throw this out there. Okay. What if I decided that I could have Netflix, but I just had to be discerning with what I exposed my children to on it? Well, uh, do you ever let your children scroll through Netflix content? No. Well, what about when they get older and you can't stop them from scrolling through Netflix yep. content? I would just stop them. What if they're like, <laughs> sorry, That's Pops, funny, but... I'm scrolling through Netflix. And I will be like... No, you're not. Jake, this, this stuff, HBO, Netflix, there's, there's stuff that's not good for you, too. Do you ever think about that? Well, you know, why do you even yeah. have it around? You know, what I think about is not picking the bad things, but only picking the things that are good. Listen to this guy. <laughs> okay, this guy. yeah. <laughs> Mr. Discernment over here. <laughs> yeah, he thinks he has self-control to not you know, pick the bad things. <laughs> Guys, I think we're already making our point in our typical amusing manner. Basically, this article just lists a bunch of reasons why Netflix is bad, you know, uh, um, and, and, and there are certain things they point out that are annoying about Netflix, like the fact that they will put a bad thing next to a good thing such that your, your kids can't just scroll through the kids stuff without necessarily seeing some non-kids stuff, some things like that, that it would be nice to see Netflix reform. But the big point that they're making is that Netflix contains a lot of bad stuff. We have seen... Christians sharing this article around the internet, around the social medias, like as if it's saying something. Right. We have seen Christians sharing it like as if it's saying something. And I think it's for the reasons that we've already made fun of, which is people really want things to be easy and clear. They really want to be able to distrust Netflix or Disney or Pixar. Pixar is good. Or someone, you know, Someone, anyone, anything. They They want people out there making decisions for them. They want to be able to draw lines and say this is good or this is bad 
because of X or Y or Z reason and not have to think about it any further. It's like what we were talking about not too long ago with, I don't remember the context, but we were talking about education and about how easy it is to just want to pick the right model of education. Right. If I pick the right model of education, then boom. Yeah, I think we talked about this over on, great. If, if people want to hear this, this was over on the booking, if I'm not mistaken, our literature podcast. We were oh, talking yeah. about the Odyssey and about a very silly approach that some classically educated people had taken to the Odyssey. Where yeah, but that's what we want to do with yeah. everything is we just want to make the decision up front and then completely disengage. And mm -hmm. the call to discernment is a call to active con and constant engagement. And so whether it's picking an educational model, well, it doesn't stop there. If you want your kids to be well-educated and well-discipled, you engage with them every step along the way, no matter what model you've chosen. And the same thing's true with things like discerning entertainment. You can't just pick the provider and think, mm -hmm. oh, this one's safe. Nobody's safe. Nothing's safe. That's what, why we're called to be wise and discerning and why the Bible equips us to be wise and discerning. Well, that pretty much makes the point. I don't know. I don't know what else there is to say, Jake. I think for, we, we want to. We always like to embrace a broad spectrum of views on sound of sanity. Let's see what our favorite conservative news commentary show, Rapid Fire, has to say about this. One of the one of the top rated programs in Sanityville. Let's see what they have to say. How about it, fellas? Oh, All right. Why not? Friends, this is Rapid Fire. I'm Stone Huntington. And I'm Lance Redford. 37? Yes, sir, there's 37 ticks on this here possum I trapped under my porch and brought into the studio. Oh, Chip, it's generally better if you don't. Don't what, Lance? Just don't. Actually, Lance, I'd like to talk today about a different blood-sucking creature. John Stewart! Well, actually, Chip, that's a out rather outdated reference. Yeehaw! Oh, okay, whatever. Actually, Lance, the blood-sucking creature I had in mind was the entertainment division of the lamestream media. But the average American has a right to be entertained, don't he, Stone? It's right there in the Constitution, Lance. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. My purse of happiness would be full of pure gold. In fact, it is. Pursuit of happiness, Chip. Pursuit. Pursuit? You mean like a... Andreas? Chip, Chip, I don't think you understand the benefits of our government, the balance of powers, a strong executive branch and judicial branch, a bicameral legislative branch. A bicameral, a bi, a bi, a bi camels? Why would you buy camels when you can buy horses? Gentlemen, halt your blather. Yeah, halt your blather, Chip. For thousands of years, the entertainment and performance industry was analogous with virtue and wholesome living. But now, instead of father knows best, it's Harvey Weinstein knows worst. The femme Nazis and liberal Illuminati that run Holly Weird are constantly trying to shovel sex and violence down our throats. But I ask you, gentlemen, is sex and violence what the average American likes to watch? What evidence is there of that? Entertainment today has become a wasteland, a veritable desert. A desert? Uh, I guess that explains the camels. Chip, you dunderhead, there's, there's, there's no camels. There's no camels, Chip. There is two camels, Lance. I saw one in a picture book when I was but a boy, and then I saw one when I was in the Marines. Chip, 
There's no camels in what we're doing now, though. Well, I know there's no camels in the studio, Lance. I got eyes, don't I? Chip, maybe just go smoke a cigarette. Yeah, that's another thing, Lance. If there were no camels, why would they be on them cigarette boxes? Chip, there is such a thing as camels. So you're not saying camels are like the Bigfoots or the Loch Ness Monsters or the Intelligent Democrats? Gentlemen, desist your chatter. The, 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 The point is, the American people have been deprived of good entertainment for long enough. That why we started a TV station, Stone? The very reason, Lance. If there's one thing that good Christian conservatives can do to save the people of this country, it's make more media. <laughs> yeah, a rapid-fire TV sure gonna take the world by storm, Stone. For one thing, it's so, so easy to find. It surely is, Lance. When I'm going through the 700 channels, I just remember it's right between the Yam channel and the Quilton Network. Well, now, a lot of people like the Quilton Network, Chip. Everyone that likes quilts, in fact. Well, it beats Quilting Network number two, I'll tell you that, Lance. It wasn't cheap, gentlemen, but now we have the platform to tell the American people the truth that they are so desirous to hear. Especially the ones that like the quilt. I don't think you understand, Chip. Sure I do, Lance. We spend a bunch of money to tell people what they want to hear. Well, Chip, for our, our network to be broadcast into the homes of millions of Americans, it, it might cost us a little bit of money, but it, in the end, it's it's worth it to be delivered into that many people's homes. Oh, I know it's worth it, Lance. Think of all those millions of homes. I bet we get 10 or 20 elite spectators to tune into our channel. Well, now, Chip, statistically, we're, we're being broadcast into millions of homes after all, so I think we could hope for many more people than... 10 to 20? Well, I don't know about statistics, Lance. What I know is the Quilton Network. How are they going to get past that when they're scrolling through? Especially when the Quiltmaster Tournament is in full stitch. Quilting Tournament? What, what Americans want is intelligence. Programs that stimulate the mind and edify the spirit. Well, now personally, Stone, I, and I know I've said this before, but I think such content is all found in the medium of podcasts. Yes, I, I've noticed the same myself, Lance. Podcasts are indeed one of the last bastions of truly sophisticated fare. If you're in need of a smart, cultured experience, you can do worse than to download a good Oh, pod- shucks! My possum's loose. Ah! He's on my head! I'll hit him with this here mallet. Ah! Stop, Chip! Oh, wait! Rock, hey, Chip, don't hit feathered. the sound effects, boy! Oh, no! Chip! Chip! Pink eye! Chip, get him off! Pink eye, come on! Out of here! Well, there you go. Thanks, Rapid Fire, guys. That was edifying to listen to as as it always is so yeah jake you 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 said it all right i mean people need to be discerning about this stuff yep yeah i mean i really just think oh my stars (laughs) i can't believe it did do my ears deceive me no (laughs) how can this be it's the daa the devil's advocacy alarm ben explain to the good folks what the daa is all about sure nathan yeah the devil's advocacy alarm is the part of the show where one of us Becomes a turncoat and argues the opposite of the point we were making and tries to undermine it, like the Underminer in the Mm -hmm. Incredibles movie. And then in Incredibles 2, yeah. That's right. Great pull, Ben. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can count on me for that, Jake. And that's what it is, and we have to to fight ourselves. Man, it's intense. Jake, you going to play the devil today? Can if you want me to. Convince us that people shouldn't be discerning on netflix (laughs) no that's not what i'm going to argue what i'm going to argue is that it's pretty high and mighty of you guys to come down against the usa today article that's warning people and making people aware 
Of things they may not be aware of, did you know that there was an Argentinian film on Netflix that had pornographic content before that article? Maybe not specifically, but I'm aware that they feature lots of Hollywood movies with sex scenes and nudity and yeah, violence. I mean, how, how and, aware do I need okay, to be? You are, you are, you are the host of a pop culture discernment show on the internet. Okay. And the whole point of your show is that people need to be made aware of this stuff. So like half of your job is just making people aware of the things they need to be discerning about and things they need to be warned against, things that they would be bad for them to consume or or uh, participate in. And so when USA Today does it, because they're doing their jo- your job for you, it's somehow bad and stupid. I don't understand. I just... Uh, I don't want to sound like a condescending jerk here, but when USA Today... was that? I said good luck. (laughs) (laughs) The night is young, Nathan. Um, When when USA Today... Chicken Little's on us. This guy is falling. Netflix is bad. It's just like, come on. How naive are people that this is news, that this is any kind of news? If you have Netflix, if you've scrolled through Netflix in your life and you have any kind of discernment. You can just see the titles, you can see the images, and you can see there's unwholesome stuff here. I mean, you do not have to be Mr. Discernment. You do not have to be Mr. Savvy Media Person. You can just be someone with basic good moral sense who knows the difference between something that's good and something that's evil, and and, and you can see. Well, if people are so discerning and it's so easy and so natural, then what is the point of this show and the discussions that we have on here? Well, it's, it's, not to, it's not to brief our listeners on every new piece of objectionable content that comes through their streaming services. When's the last time this show has... Op- you, this show did in, what, January or February, two back-to-back episodes on streaming content like Netflix. Was there a warning in there about objectionable content? Mm, probably. Was there any? I, I'm not no, sure I think we just assumed people knew that Netflix had some objectionable stuff. If Maybe the reason so many Christians were sharing this on Facebook and on social media was because that was a bad assumption to make. Maybe they're genuinely shocked and surprised, and maybe we fell down on our jobs in warning them about this sort of thing. Okay, then I'm going to say those Christians are... What's the nice way of saying not smart? I mean, this is then Netflix you are is just falling obviously... into then you are just falling into being a condescending jerk. I thought you're supposed to help people, equip people to be discerning when it comes to this sort of thing. And so, if people are dumb, then a show like this, instead of mocking them and making fun of them for being surprised, should be stooping down and saying, "Okay, well, we got to adjust here." I know and... some people need milk and some people need meat. That's fine, but. I think maybe the best way to help people is to say, come on, guys, you, you you don't, this is not rocket science. If you see a bunch of stuff that's sexual or you see something that looks violent or something that looks rebellious or something that looks evil, it probably is, you know? And, and that's, those are the kinds of things you do see when you're scrolling through Netflix. You really, I just don't think it's that complicated, Jay. Yeah, it's, it's more like the Hebrews, it's more like what the writer of Hebrews says you should have been teachers by now, but you do need milk instead of solid food. And so it's still appropriate to say, well, I guess you do need milk, but good grief. How long has Netflix been around? I mean, you have eyes, don't you? Yeah. Okay, but listen, here's the deal. USA Today thought it was necessary to throw out some warnings to people and say that Netflix may not be as family friendly as you thought it was. Obviously, that's because there are people out there who have a certain image or vibe about Netflix, an idea that it is nicer and safer. It's got Disney content on there. It's got, you know, whatever else that's just wholesome family entertainment. And, you know, you want to be a cord cutter. You don't want your kids scrolling through cable and seeing bad things. So you go to an on-demand site like Netflix. 
where you can think you have control over what is seen. And it's just warning you, hey, your kids scrolling through here, they might see an image of a kid or of a young kid and think, oh, this is a cool show about kids in high school and it's about suicide or it's about it's got homosexual elements and you know the first episode of the season whatever it is you can't fault somebody for just sort of waving the flag and saying hey hey just so you know because you only get on and see star wars and the latest disney movie coco and whatever the latest pixar film is or whatever that you know this is just wholesome like people need to be made aware of this stuff and and to act like well, it's just stupid that people need to be made aware of it is to betray the premise of your show. It's to undermine your own work as helping people be discerning with pop culture. And it's to be, I think, a little cocky, a little proud, a little condescending. I mean, don't you hate it when the arbiters of culture make people feel bad for being normal, dumb, ordinary people? Don't go and do the same thing. In the New Testament, the Apostle Paul says some pretty basic things and repeats them over and over again, things that should be obvious, things that I think you would say are obvious. But there are exhortations to be discerning and to be wise and to not participate in sexual immorality, to not actually commit adultery, to not engage in incest. These are the kinds of things that Apostle Paul has to tell his people in the Bible. You should not be committing incest. You should not be committing incest, he has to tell them, right? And you're going to fault somebody for saying, hey, maybe you should uh, be a little careful about Netflix when the New Testament has to tell people don't commit incest. I mean, come on, don't be wiser than God or wiser than scripture here. (sighs) Okay, well, as usual, you make some fair points, devil. Thanks. Um, Let's go ahead and go to a break, gather our thoughts. Let's hear a little word from our sponsor. We'll be right back after this. Gee, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, NRB TV, so many options. And who's to say what the good ones are? There's so much degrading entertainment everywhere. Like, how's a fella to know what to watch? Well, young man, I'm glad you asked. What's that sound? You are now listening to the sound of discernment. This sound will continue for the duration of this advertisement. The sound of discernment? I, I don't understand. It's the discernomatic. The discernomatic? What's that? Only the latest in cautionary cultural technology designed to help Christians make wise choices in entertainment without overtaxing their brains or consciences. Well, I, I guess that sounds pretty great, Mr. Announcer. How's it work? Son, it's simplicity itself. The Discernomatic is programmed with the patented More Algorithm 3.0. Gee, patented? <laughs> but More Algorithm? That's absolutely right, son. It's a combination of moral and algorithm, don't you see? Oh! Go ahead, son. Just speak the name of a piece of entertainment content that you're not interested in consuming into the Discerno Microphonic device. Well, uh, I ain't real interested in, uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> And nor should you be, as indicated by that buzz. But what about something kind of awesome, like, uh, oh, what's that program they used to show us at the orphanage? Oh, Flipper! A perfectly acceptable piece of entertainment. It's like Lassie, but with a dolphin. Oh, I like anything set by the water. I shouldn't, I shouldn't say this, but I even like Baywatch. <coughs> or, uh, Gilligan's Island. Ginger or Marianne? Marianne! <coughs> Why'd I get buzzed from Marianne? I don't understand. Oh, I think you do. 
And actually, the Discernomatic comes fully loaded with Mototech, the patented motivation reading technology. Wow! By analyzing heart rate, vocal fluctuations, and body heat signature, Mototech can evaluate your motives and respond accordingly. Well, you got me there on old Marianne. So the buzz just means a no-go, huh? That's absolutely right. Unless, of course, you're over 55, a pastor, author a discernment blog, have a long beard and exquisite taste in craft beer, wish to foster a deeper understanding of your own depravity, host a podcast, or are the director of content strategy at an ill-known theological seminary. Uh, actually, I've been pretty uh, depressed lately because... Uh... Well, I don't want to talk about it, but what if I'm really bored and depressed and I don't want to be discerning about what I watch? Well, son, that's what the off switch is for. Oh, so it's like discernment that you can just switch off. That's the only way to enjoy a program such as Game of Thrones, Ollie. No matter how cool the dragons are. Speaking of which, ain't it better for me to learn to exercise my own discernment about some of these things? Actually, no. Exercising your own discernment takes years of practice, loads of biblical wisdom, a healthy conscience, a good church, and even then you still might mess it up. Better to trust the discernomatic. But what if the discernomatic makes an error? Then you can get a full refund, Ollie. Some exceptions do apply. Wow, it sounds like I could use a discernomatic. Like yesterday, but I couldn't afford anything like that just at the moment. <laughs> you think it would be wise for me to cash in my IRA a couple decades early so I can get one now? Son, there are some things a man's got to figure out for himself. Hey everybody, welcome back. Now it's time for us to answer Jake's devil. How are you going to do it, Ben? Well, we just say, I think we just repeat what we said to him at first, basically. We just say, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I think you're right. And I think that part of the way to do it, I mean, part of what I was trying to do is come at the premise of the show or whatever. Right. But the real premise of the show is not that we're throwing up flags and warnings all over the place for people and telling them places where they need to be discerning. A goal of this show is to help people grow into maturity. Right. To grow from milk to solid food. Right. And so part of our goal is constantly to teach people, not not be telling people you need to turn your discernment on over here and you need to turn your discernment on over there, but to, to be constantly encouraging people to always be discerning and to never be lax and to not be surprised when they come across evil in this world and to never draw those lines that we talked about at the top of the show where, you know, oh, now it's safe to shut off my discernment. That's what we're always tempted to do is find places where it's safe to stop be discerning. And that's why the Apostle Paul had to say dumb and obvious things like, don't commit incest. Sin blinds us, and um, we find our places where, because of our depraved desires, we become willfully blind, and that applies especially to the entertainment that we consume. And so what this show is always doing is telling people, you're not allowed to be willfully blind. You're not allowed to put the blinders on. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely right. I think... What I wanted to say to the devil before the break, you know, you're saying, well, okay, the Apostle Paul has to say these really simple things. It's like, yeah, I get that. But if the Corinthian Times had come out with an article, incest exists, and everyone had been passing it around like it was news, I think the Apostle Paul would have been like, uh, <laughs> yeah, guys, it exists in your church. You should uh, you should stop. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> In other words, yes, I, I, I want our show to be an environment where we can say simple things that are helpful to simple people. That's, of course, 
But the way to really help people is help them grow, help them walk on their own two feet, you know, not just carry them around. And, and there's something about this mentality of this chicken little kind of mentality of here's the latest thing we should all be scared of that doesn't seem to, to me to tend towards real maturity. Well, it's a it's immaturity on display to run around chicken little, right? The sky is falling, mm-hmm. right? Oh no, Netflix is, it's like, guys, if, if, you ha- if you have to have a wake up call about the entertainment that's being produced in Hollywood and distributed through streaming services like, like Netflix, if you have to have a wake up call to say, oh no, you should be discerning about this sort of thing, then okay, guys, time to grow up. Here's the real wake up call. That sh- you should never have a wake-up call like that. Mm. That's immature and foolish. Everything you engage with should be subjected to your Christian biblical discernment. Right. Every piece of content that you consume, Christian or non-Christian, from Hollywood and Netflix to the Gospel Coalition or Desiring God or Warhorn Media or wherever, needs to be filtered through the lens of Scripture. Mm-hmm. And we don't want you to shut off your discernment with uh, Netflix, and we don't want you to shut off your discernment with the Gospel Coalition, and we don't want you to shut off your discernment when it comes to us Mm -hmm. either. Our goal is not to become the one place where you've drawn the line and said, okay, these guys can be trusted. No, that's not the goal. That's not maturity. We don't try to present... No, okay, I guess not. (laughs) We don't try to present ourselves as the guys who have all the answers, and that's on purpose. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's because our goal with the show is not making it safe for you to shut off and just hear what somebody wise has to say. Right. It's helping you grow in wisdom and discernment. Yeah, which you have to have because the world actually isn't safe. I'm sorry. When I was a kid, we didn't have Netflix, but I had a library card. And let me tell you, I figured out that the library did not mind if I rented anything. And so I watched all this terrible, pornographic, violent stuff, you know, as a, as a preteen, teenager, just because my parents let me have a, have a library card, because I had a Blockbuster card. Well, uh, yeah, and if you, if you want, you can find a lot of that stuff just in a book. You can mm-hmm. just read books and you can find a lot of violent You mean people material. have to be discerning about the books that we read, too? Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm trying not to say that, Nathan, but yeah, I guess it's true. What about if I just uh, tell my kids to not read anything published after about 1915? Well, that's fine, but otherwise, you know, <laughs> discernment. <laughs> okay, good. So everything that came before, <laughs> yeah. the Marquis de Sade, wonderful, the, okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, human uh, depravity was held in check. All these guys. Yeah, yeah uh, I, that, that I think is the other thing that kind of bugs me about this stuff is because they act like there's some new level of depravity. It's like, to my mind, I don't know that things have really changed all that much. You yeah. had access to, I mean, the internet came along within my lifetime, and so suddenly pornography was in every home, whether you wanted it to be or not. That's that's the big change that I've seen since yeah. I've been alive. But Access it, to naked flesh is in it's there yeah an actual hard you didn't have to you don't have to go to the store to get actual hardcore pornography i guess you don't have to go to the bookstore the gas station or Or find it in the woods as apparently everyone's story is i mean i guess the point whenever you see an article like this is just to remember there's no shortcut when it comes to growing in wisdom and discernment and maturity, there's no, you're, you're always going to be tempted. We're always going to be tempted to find those places that are safe to mm-hmm. shut off. And there is no safe place to shut off. That's not the Christian life. The Christian life is being at war with our sin, with the flesh, with the devil, with the world. And not just blindly declaring, well, Jesus conquered all that, so I don't have to think about it. 
so walk with your eyes open engage everything with your eyes open there is nothing that's safe because it came from somebody that's safe mm -hmm. every body is a sinner every content creator is a sinner and sinful every content distributor is sinful and there are things that are going to be said or that are going to get through that either are intentionally or unintentionally wrong and corrupting and it's your responsibility to discern for yourself what it's wise for you to partake in and what it's wise for you to show your children and what's unwise. And I think especially for the fathers out there, I just say it takes work. It actually takes work and there's no avoiding that. And I think as much as anything, what we're calling people to in this particular show is don't be lazy. You just have to do the work of actually thinking about these things, making choices, knowing how much to learn and how little to learn, how to keep yourself innocent of certain things while also knowing enough to avoid certain things. It takes work. It just takes work. And you got to do the work. Yeah. And the primary work really ultimately is cultivating a desire in yourself for things that are wholesome and true and good and beautiful, things that help you to honor God and think biblically. And if you're cultivating your appetite for godly, good, and wholesome things, the more you do that, the more easily you'll be able to see what's evil and wicked, the more easily you'll be able to reject those sorts of things. Yeah, and just to go back to what I referred to earlier in Hebrews, I think I should just read a few verses here. So Hebrews five twelve. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness, for he is an infant. But solid food is for the mature, who because of practice have their senses trained to discern good and evil. So practice. That's the goal. I agree. And that brings us to the end of another fine program which people can trust without having to think about it at all. Absolutely. Sweet. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good morning, Ollie. I, Radiohead, am almost through with my preparations to take over your entire planet. Oh, good morning, Radiohead. You're up early today. Yes, I woke you up to tell you that I am almost through with my preparations to take over your entire planet and your galaxy. Uh, Radiohead, no. We talked about that. You're not going to take over the planet. Not after I saved your life. Bleep bloop. Yes, it is true. You saved my life. Listeners may remember that I was introduced in Sound of Sanity episode number 43, Father's Day, in a surreal flashback. It was revealed that young Ollie had saved my life. That's right, from Hillary Clinton. Yes, from Hillary Clinton, the local vampire, the one creature in your entire galaxy that scares me, also introduced in episode number 43, Father's Day. Exactly, Radiohead. You owe me your life. And we're friends now, so no taking over the world. But I am taking over the world for you, Ollie, because we are friends now. Uh, Radiohead, Baba O'Reilly always told me that friends don't let friends go on crazy power trips. Bleep bloop. I have only a partial understanding of your human morality, Ollie. Oh, boy. How can I explain our morality in more depth to a robot conqueror from another galaxy? Eh, I guess I should just explain it like I, I would to a child. So let me think how I learned it when I was a child. Oh, yeah, classic television. Hey, Radiohead, how about we watch an episode of Leave it to Beaver?
Your primitive machine has indicated that we can watch Leave it to Beaver without any qualms of conscience. Yeah, yeah, but you know what, Radiohead? Something full of uh, human depravity might be more helpful. Something that can show you how your megalomania will ruin your life and the life of everyone you love. Uh, maybe Breaking Bad. Oh no, the discernomatic says we can't. Where's that list of exception clauses? Let's see. Pastor runs a discernment blog. Oh yeah, here it is. Wants a deeper understanding of human depravity. <laughs> Netflix binge, here we come. Hip hip hooray. Netflix binge on questionable content. Engaging popcorn protocol. Lowering moral inhibition shield. Thank you, Discernomatic, for helping us find appropriate entertainment and for your exception clauses. Yeah, thanks, Discernomatic. And thank you, Ollie, for teaching my neural network how to process the emotion of love. Aw, I, I love you too, Radiohead. Sanity was engineered by Benjamin Solzer, produced by Nathan Oberson, executive produced by Nathan and Jake. Hey, leave us an iTunes review. We could use some iTunes reviews. If you're on the iTunes, then just go and give us, first you click the five stars, and then there's the space you can type the thing, type something nice about how much you love our show. It's a big help to us. Thank you to everyone that has done that already. And until, oh, also, uh, they should go to warhornmedia.com to see our new channel, eh, Jake? That's right. We got a new channel called My Soul Among Lions, which is a channel by My, My Soul Among Lions. Lions. Yep. Yeah. Everybody's favorite psalm setting folk trio. Yeah, they're, uh, they're a band under the auspices of Warhorn Media, mm-hmm. setting all 150 psalms to music, now doing that on a month-to-month basis, providing great video content, demos, and articles about worship and music and worship leadership and all kinds of stuff like that. Go check it out, warhornmedia.com. Scroll down just a little bit. You'll see it there. And by now, you should see a super cool new music video, an article by Jody Killingsworth, and maybe even a demo for Psalm 31. Maybe even. Not sure. Go check it out. Only one way to find out. Hey, folks, until next time, stay sane.